Welcome, Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolu. We're going to have our guest on soon, who is Bridgehampton Inn and Restaurant and Loaves and Fishes Baroness Sibylla von Van Kempen. Uh, I still know her as Sibylla Pump. Mom was on a pump and started founded the uh, franchise, local franchise. But uh, what's going on with you, Alex? What's going on with me? It's a good week. You know, 50 years ago today, we started leaving garbage on the moon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got there yesterday, 50 years ago. That's right. And then we just started dumping shit. So, <laughs> you know. Well, just like we do here on the beaches. Right. So, I mean, uh, why, would, why would we go? No. Is there, is, there gar- is there moon garbage? Well, I know we left the, the little Land Rover that was there. Yeah, but yeah. The, the leaving a car by the side of the road is... It's garbage. It's very well, American. It's very American. Just you, you use it. You go... They went there for like... It's like people come out here for four days and they just like leave their beach chairs. I know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and if you go on Facebook, I mean, people who live out here, we really try to not, you know, do the us against them thing. But people are posting pictures of just the immense amount, amount of pollution and filth that is being left on the beaches. Speaking about us against them also, what's going on this week is, is a horrible turn that our nation has taken uh, towards uh, fascism, nationalism. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're heading in a bad direction right now. So yeah. I, I've actually been ruminating about that a bit this week and trying to trying to be positive in my own little ways while I'm not putting my head in the sand because this is not going to go away anytime soon. What kind of action do you, are you thinking of doing or taking? You know, I think for me, it's like the stories I could tell. I can, you right. know, but I think you just have to be present and show up. Like you have to not allow the cancer to fester. You have to accept that in a, is it polyglottonous uh, society? society, we have a lot of voices and you can't allow one voice, especially if they're a minority, which is kind of ironic when you think about it. Right. Uh, dictate the national dictate discourse. Dictate being the key word there. Yeah. So anyway, that's well, what's that's going on with me. <laughs> you know? I will. Like, I know. Well, no, no. But if you think about it, it's like, so this great week, right? So it's really hot out, right? So we're feeling like the climate change. We're celebrating one of mankind's greatest achievements while also being kind of peppered with a very dark period. So, um, this is, but this is why I say I love you when I run into you because you have so many, you're like a parfait. I am, I am. You have so many but hopefully layers. without like the raspberry syrup. Hopefully I'm like more, and, and also like the, the granola. I'm allergic with, to the, the, gr- the granola. Syrup. Oh, by the way, you know, I, I, so just this week. Okay, what? The other thing, so I was mowing my lawn, <laughs> which I do, and I, ha- I found out I have wild raspberries. And I, I like, love- so, and I actually like, um, I went and I Googled them to make sure they weren't poisonous. And then I like, I was Man, thinking of giving Googled one to the, the dog, but I didn't. I was just like, I just <laughs> like Scooby. ate one. I didn't oh, die. And so I'm like, now I have raspberries. I'm you know so excited. What? Can I tell you, that's one of my earliest memories of being out here is bicycling on further lane and being able to pick wild raspberries. But and I remember the honeysuckle. The honeysuckle, the, honey the smell, the sweet smell, but also how you can kind of pull out and yeah, use that and little taste. Yeah, and then you taste. can lick, yeah. lick the honey out of the middle of the honeysuckle. Yeah, so there's a lot going on with me this week. Oh, gosh. I, I've, I think you've used up all of our spare times. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but we are going to come back and talk with uh, Sibylla from Loaves and Fishes. I Cook know Sibylla. We both know Sibylla forever. Uh, forever. We share so many uh, things in common, uh, both uh, with, with with parents and 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 with ourselves. My and mom and on, my mom helped Anna Pump to co-write the Loaves and Fishes cookbooks, 
and I always went there. And my kids were raised on the baby food that Sibylla, you know, sells. Yeah, it's fresh, frozen baby food. I, I, I worked at Lowe's and Fishers as a kid. Um, I you worked there? I worked there in the in the catering side. Yeah, I, I, they wouldn't let me like actually deal with the customers, but like I could show <laughs> up and like like the, the, set up the tables and, do and, all leave. That kind of stuff. <laughs> and leave. Please leave. But also, and again, this is my my kids always accuse me of being too dark, or always going to the dark place. But <laughs> really, I Sibylla, can't imagine why. Sibylla's mom and my my dad are actually spending eternity about 20 feet from each other in Oakland Cemetery in Sag Harbor. So we also share that. Oh, so. my God. We really have to take a break right now. Please do not bring us out with a dirge, Kyle, okay? <laughs> You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex We're coming to you from L&W Market on Main Street in Bridgehampton, and you're listening to us on WPPB, Peconic Public Broadcasting, Long Island's only NPR station. Please make a donation online at 883WPPB.org. Young man goes to Paris, as every young man should. There's something in the Paris air that does a young man good. Ah, les feuilles et les framboises et les bons vins qu'ils avons bu. La 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 la. Raspberries, strawberries, the good wines we brew. Here's to the girls of the countryside, the ones we drink them to. So we're back. Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Zocolo. and we're bringing on our guest Sybilla Pump. I still call you Sybilla Van Kempen. Is what you yes, go by? Yes, yes, that's what I go by. Yes. Yeah. Thank I'm, you so yes. much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. How fun is this? Yes, reuniting so with excited. old friends and and new new ideas. Yeah, yeah. you I know it was that. the greatest thing, and I think I've actually said this on the air before. But your when your mom had the the store on this side of the street. Years and years and years ago, was it on this side of the street? No. Okay, but where there were the cooking classes. Uh, when I had the cook shop on Main Street in Bridgehampton, was that yeah? But wasn't it that on, was it, where no, was it? No, that was where the old pharmacy was. So oh, what okay, is, gosh, right, white yes. pharmacy, right, but, no, it wasn't, it wasn't white's. white's. It was just an, as a pharmacy. I remember it was Chick Grubb who had the pharmacy, and he still owns the building there. Okay, yes. but my point being that yes, I we learned how to yes. cook. I mean, yes. I learned the most simple things. It's it's amazing that they don't have more classes like that for young people or or grown-ups how to cut up a chicken how to make chicken stock how to make a baguette i still can do those things because of you cool and and your mom it was amazing well let's 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 wind it back to the beginning so so you grow up out here i didn't grow up out here. oh where did you grow up no i was born in germany on the border of denmark i immigrated when i was four years old is that when your mom came over Yes. No, she came over by herself when she was four. I mean, come on. No, I, you know what? My grandmother came over by herself when she was less than 10. So okay. you never know. Okay, okay. But, right, and and your family story. started in New Jersey, right? Yes, yes. We immigrated to New Jersey where my uncle and his family was. Right. And then I grew up there. I grew up near the Delaware River, farm country, cows, corn. Mm. It was wonderful. Yeah. Very, very thinking about uh, provincial and life. And, yes, yeah. yes. So what brought That's you what we did in the summer was we picked corn uh, yeah. and what so what brought you guys so my in parents were invited by a couple who he was an artist and writer and they loved sac harbor and they had friends they rented a home here um, on long beach for a summer and they invited my parents to come for a week and they loved it my parents just fell in love with it immediately it reminded them of home of schleswig holstein where we were born so the north sea and the baltic sea water on both sides, right. flat land. They grew potatoes. They were farmers. My family was dairy and pig farmers. That's what my mother's whole family was all about. 
very rich during the wartime, rich in having products and being able to survive and to share with the community. Right. Right. And that's sort of the groundwork of what my mother's whole concept was to feed people. Right. She came from a farm that during the war they took care of the local people. They took care of the prisoners of war. They fed people. Did they feed and them I lobster salad? And I think innately, my mother... Lobster salad? That's no, Australia. I'm, no, no. Oh, oh, the lobster salad from Loaves and Fishes. Okay. Man, I am so behind. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about the lobster salad later. But. Yeah, that evolved later. Yeah. That evolved later. That's a real local story. Yeah. So how did you end up with Loaves and Fishes? I mean, at, and of well, course, Loaves Well, my mother bought Loaves and Fishes. Um, Susan um, and Devin. So right. Susan Costner and Devin Fredericks had loaves and fishes for five years as partners right and, and they were ready to move on right and um my mother got wind of it and she bought that i kind of remember i don't I, that was 1980 right and and uh, an old family friend of of my family is judy corman that was judy corman was the one that whispered in my mother's ear yeah. and said hey these girls want to sell this business yeah and what's it was amazing? that simple it was that quick yeah well, what's amazing to me is i mean that building where loaves and fishes the little shack yeah. hasn't really changed Held at all together by paint right, right. Yes. i mean it's amazing paint though everything and, and else is like really been... good curry <laughs> <laughs> really, really good curry paste a little yeah. miso throw a little miso no, in there to hold so, it together so when i was right. working the catering stuff it would have been in the early yeah. 80s and so it would have been yes. like just at the, the beginning of of um of your family's yes i joined mom in 83 right i had my chef's degree i first worked for ina in west hampton beach Right. She gave me my first opportunity in the food. When you said you had a person. chef's degree, so when did you know that you were like leaning in towards, uh, you know, food and and? Well, I wanted something different. I had worked in the fashion business in New York and uh, in California, um, San Francisco and L.A. and Newport Beach, and New York for six years. And I, it was sort of running in a direction that was not a happy place for me. And I think I was tired of the city. I'd experienced the city. And I was really a country girl at heart. Yeah. Love the seasons, the change of seasons. So This is such a different story than what I thought. So I'm really glad that you're telling it. Um, yes. Even though I've known you for so long, I yes. don't think I knew about that part of your life. So I, I just left, assumed you went yes. and, you know, you so just came So I left the fashion up. business. I had a great job there. I had saved some money and took a class at the New York Restaurant School. It was a year-long intensive study for how to open a 50-seat restaurant. Oh, was wow. the whole they had a restaurant themselves so, on the lower so level when you were taking that i mean did you were in you envisioning were you envisioning the Bridgehampton Inn? not at all okay no but i think everything evolves organically yeah. Yeah. at least for me it's i've been very lucky to be in tune with what's coming next and what presents itself and being opportunistic yeah. and i just love a challenge that falls in my lap so, um, well, you and came the, out and, and the, then you started working at the Loves well, and Fishes store. Well, I worked at Ina's. Right. Yeah. But, and that was when I decided I needed to go to cooking school. I didn't have right. enough education. Cool. So that's when I kept my apartment in New York, went to school. After that year, I came back. I worked for the Royal Fish for friends oh, of Sue ours. Falepa, the Falepas, right. Rich and Sue. Rich and Sue. Yes. For a year. And then Alex, the following year, I, I worked for too. mom. Yes. Giancarlo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and develop the catering business, um, and, 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 and the rest is really and, history. And Bridget, I mean, yeah. you, well, you guys have some great commonalities. You yes. you opened with your with Eric with your husband an inn in New Hampshire, yeah. and and had yeah. a 
So maybe well, had it in as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I did. I mean, it was, but um, I mean, it was it was seventeen ninety two. It hadn't been worked on in many many years, oh. and it was eighteen thousand square feet. It was a hundred and forty seat restaurant, twenty four rooms, and um, wow. you know, we we did all the renovations, and I ran it for six or seven years. But I'm telling you, you know. It is a lot of, I mean, when people say they want to open an inn, I mean, I had a staff of 50 in the summer. I mean, it was not, this is not like, oh, let me put more sugar on your pancakes in the morning. I mean, this was like a real corporation. It was yes. a business. And it was, I mean, I didn't see my house in daylight for five months. Right. You know, it's just, I left before did, did daylight. You, did, did you have a hand in designing the menu there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, I and, and, yeah. and that's one of the things about loaves is, and I, for me, it's the aromas and the tastes of the best times. You know, it's it's like for for me when I was a kid, I know that if I went with my pop or my mom, and we were going in there, it, it not only was usually the summer, but it was it was good times. It was going to be family. It was going to be friends, and the tastes and the smells uh, are almost like embedded in me, like the first tastes and smells and so right, right. i think that's the joy that we receive after all these years that i love i yeah. see customers and their children and now their children's children and they're all coming back for the same reason i think if you walk into a shop and you can't smell what's going on there then there's nothing going on there yeah. and so i think it's that simple i think the rock yeah. first said that <laughs> you know, let's let's take a little break. When we come back, we'll be talking with our guest Sibylla Van Kempen from the Bridgehampton Inn and Restaurant and the Loaves and Fishes Cook Shop and the Loaves and Fishes Food Store and will and author and yes. everything. And we'll be talking about that when we come back. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget and Alec. And we're coming to you from L and W Market on WPPB Long Island's only NPR station. Back Sundays on the East End, coming to you from L and W Market with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow. and Sibylla Van Kempen of the Bridgehampton Inn and Restaurant. And we're just talking about, or you know, you say things happen organically, and I made a stupid Bridget joke about you know organic because you do food. So what were you just saying about that? It was interesting. Oh, that I think the uh, the word organic is a little bit overused. I think and it's also misunderstood. I think um, there's a lot of credibility to having something organic. It's a lot of hard work. If you talk to the folks at the Green Thumb, you understand and appreciate how hard it is for them to maintain that. Well, and there's people that can, there's things that could be organic, but they don't have to go through the or expensive governmental organic certification process. Cause well, that, we call that natural right. or honest. <laughs> we call that honest farming. I right. think there are a lot of farmers out here that are honest. Where do, where do you source your food? Well, we use the local farmers as much as we can, which would be Jim Pike mm. and David Zakowski, and um, we, we use Mary Lee Foster. So anyone that is in the area. And, and they're natural and honest. Yes, yes. Well, the Green Thumb is the, I think they're the only organic, truly organic farm out here. 
And, and still they make you pay to pick your own strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. Get right. down there and pick. But it's 100 <laughs> degrees. I don't care. <laughs> I was never a very good parent, by the way. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I think it's about honesty. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you trust your farmers and you trust the people that you're purchasing ingredients from, that's what it's all about. You have to feel good about that. So do your homework and... Same thing with the fishmongers, and you have just have to feel honest about that. Right, and all right. So we we were when we were bouncing around a little bit, but when we kind of had our interlude, talking about how loaves comes into your family in the early '80s, and and your mom grows grows the business. But also, I think one of the things that I always thought was interesting is there were these staples, right? There were these things that you you went in there, you knew that that was going to be the chicken the, the salad taste. and the pasta salad. Right. And, and those and tables the are all still there. And they're, they're yeah, all the still there. Chicken. And they're and, all still and, there. And you're going yes. to school and you're learning more about at what is there a way for you to, to talk about your philosophy of food prep and food? Or, or is it the same? Is it motivated or is it where did you diverge? Yeah. Did, did you do that diverge from what? Anna was doing well. I was divi- diverging the entire time, and <laughs> yeah. as daughters do with their moms. Yes, yes, exactly. So, but that was the joy of it—that mom and I were working together, and that we were motivating each other. So, my mother wanted me to go to cooking school. She said, "I've not been to that institution, and I've just studied and learned on my own." And she said, "I want you to bring something to the business." So, she really embraced That's my cool. opinion. Yes, on how to manage people. I had been in a management position in retail, but once you manage people, you and, understand. And what, could, could you offer some insight to that? Like what, what are, if you can say two, three, four kind of things that you always would do in the management of people? Well, I think as far as managing my employees, I think to listen to them is the best thing that you could do. Yes. If you're a good listener, then you can quickly figure out how genuine this person is and whether they really want to work for you. I think that's part of a, a very important component. Are they dialed in or are they dialed out? And I think that's extremely important. But also listening is a huge skill. Listening to my customers. I was staying to, current. We were talking about yeah. staying current. I love and currents. <laughs> currents. <laughs> but that's part of it out here because they're, again, not meaning to sound us against them, but when they're, let's just say when it gets busy and hectic in the summer, you have a different kind of customer. But you guys actually open in April anyway, right? So you don't have to. No, no, no. We, well, yes, I mean, we the, the loaves and fishes. Yes. I want to talk about the Bridgehampton Inn now okay. because it has been 25 years. Yes. That's yes. amazing. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And tell me yes. what, you know. How, how did that come about? Well, exactly. the inspiration was that on my honeymoon, I we wanted to go to bed and breakfast. So uh, we went across the country to all kinds of bed and breakfast from uh, a farm bed and breakfast in the middle of a cornfield where you got a Hershey bar on your pillow at night <laughs> to um, Victoria, British Columbia, where there was an elegant fireplace in the morning for breakfast and a woman in gray flannels and pearls serving. Wow. wow. So it so was you a, got, you it got was the a bug. Huge, yes. <laughs> and we got to about uh, Seattle, Washington, and we ran out of money. So we said, okay, wire more money. We have to finish this journey. So that's what we did. We did spent the whole, was about four weeks just going to B&Bs all over the country. And when I came back to Bridgehampton, I was smitten by that building. It was just it sort of sitting there. But that's what happened to me. And it was a boarding me. house. And it, ev- I would drive by it every day. And I said to mom, you know, we have a little money saved up. Can we just look for something like that? 
So that's exactly how that happened. Wow, that's and, amazing. And that and, but you had already terrible. opened a cook shop by then. No, but, the cook no. shop's only 15 years old. Oh, I'm sorry. I have it So backwards. the inn is 25. Wow. Yes. And, and so and so you have but this moment. But when I opened the cook shop, I started a cooking school. Did you have that like heart? But that that heart attack moment though, like when you actually signed the papers and you had it, or were you just more like, yes, I found my bliss? Oh, at the inn. Yeah. You mean? Oh, it was just amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Cool. Well, it's amazing to be a property owner of such a historical building. The town embraced us. The historical society embraced us. We went into the attic and we found the portraits of the original owners. Wow. And so you display them in a place of Gerda honor and now? Susan, yes. They are in the reception room in the front. Mom and I had them restored. We donated them to the museum. And then when I opened the restaurant, the museum asked if we wanted to hang them in the restaurant. That's cool. So and how old is the building? Wonderful. 1795. Wow. 1795. I had you beat by three years. There you go. Up in New London. There you go. Um, so then you've gone from the cook shop where you're kind of behind the scenes to being, yes. I guess, like the restaurant owner. Yes. And the hostess. Well, my children were, you were grown. Yeah. I always said when my children are grown, I will not sit home and watch television at and night. Stefan and Kyle. And who am I forgetting? Karina. Karina, of course. Karina's the youngest. Right. She, now, the yes. last I heard of her, she was studying yeah. in England or? Yes, she went to the Cordon Bleu in England. Right. Wow. Which was after she. So it really does right. the she, apples. She, she music came to Princeton degree. and yes. music, but then she yes. went into food. Yes. So the milk cool. pale apples don't fall far from the tree. Apparently not. Oh, no. Gosh. And so now she's living in New Jersey, about to buy her first home in Pennsylvania, right on the border. I think about 20 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, wow. Yes, and near my brother and his wife where they have a farm and a market as well. That's amazing. And she's a butcher. She works for a farm-to-table establishment. It's called, um, it's in Hopewell. So it's called Brick Farm. They have Brick Farm, the farm, the market, the tavern. They have another um, burger restaurant. And it's this wonderful couple who has dedicated their whole lives to bringing food to the table the right way. That's incredible. So when you, you get this in and you're opening the restaurant, how did you decide on what were some of the first dishes you were going to serve? Like, you know, was it based on what you knew people liked out here or what you liked? What were some of the first things? It was really the about the food menu? trend, the way yeah. foods were trending. Otto Lange had made an, an incredible inroads into the food world. He was bringing flavors and spices and profiles and some cooking techniques that were new to all of us and we were also excited he started off with a book called jerusalem which was from his background and then the book plenty was all vegetables right. i don't think there had been such a dynamic vegetable book on the market for so many years i embraced that and then the year before i opened the restaurant i actually went to london to his establishments i ate his food I walked his walk. Wow. And I went to a couple of other places that I admired, the River Cafe, several restaurants in London that I've always admired and have taken little tidbits from all of them when opening the restaurant. Yeah. Right. And, and so the food so direction is really it's so creative. international. The, the key is using local ingredients. The integrity right. of the ingredients is what I really want to. And, and what I really like in hearing this is, is also Sorry. how you 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 walk the the path yes. you don't you don't sit on the sidelines and say that'd be interesting you say no i want to really see it from the inside out yes like you That's did with amazing. the bed and breakfasts you did the same thing with the restaurant you went to places you yes. experienced that's them. true yeah yes 
I think that's what you have to do. If you can't feel it, you can't have a vision. So and what then, were some possible like uh-ohs that you went, oh, that didn't work out? Was there anything like that? Or has it all been? Um, no, I think everything sort of one thing floats to another. And I think you evolve and you delete and edit. Right. And I'm sure you have that experience with your own. Well, I certainly do as an editor. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. But yes. It's, a, it's a very no, similar you're, experience. No, you're right. There yes. are some things you go, well, that's not There's moving a path. as much yeah, anymore. So you think you have a goal and you want to get to that goal. Right. But I think it's the path, it's the journey on the way. And it's really important to let other people into your journey because it's not about the one. The journey is about a community. So it's about satisfying people, listening to people. What do they really want? What's the trend? Where are we going? How can I educate myself and how can I bring that journey to my customers? That will bring me more and better business. It just makes sense. Right. And I think sharing education is is the Sounds root so of all of this. It does. It seems it is like actually it's, very a, simple. it's a symphony every day of something. Yes. Well, like new stimulation. Yes. You know. Yes. Well, and there are new things on the horizon for me. I, I'm never standing still. Everyone's always joking. Oh, gosh. You know, What's if next? you want to get something done, ask a busy person. Let's Absolutely. ask Sibylla to do that. So what are you doing? What's well, I just thing? started a new book project, which is super exciting. It's you about you just had a book come out. I did, yes, about the inn. Right. The Bridgehampton Look and Cookbook, a fabulous book um, by my chef, Brian Zostak, and my son Kyle is the mixologist. That's so cool. And there are two components. One is that there is a QR code in the book that links you to videos that give you added techniques on some of the recipes. That's very cool. So the book comes alive. And there is shopping in the back, all of the beautiful things that we sell in the cook shop and that we use in the restaurant. Oh, yeah, course, we haven't even talked about the cook shop. I are mean, that for place sale. is amazing. Right, they're for sale. Right. And there is a shopping section in the back that we FaceTime shop. So if you've never FaceTime shop, just go on your FaceTime and dial us up. And one of the girls will, wherever you are in the world, they will walk you through the store. This truly is the space age that we are that in really now. Cool. This is probably a good, a good time to take another little break. Uh, Sibella, thanks for this is just an enlightening, enlivening conversation. Although I am getting hungry. Oh. How about you? I'm always hungry. I know. I know a good place to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> Lobster salad. Right. Anyway, you're listening to us on WPPV 88.3 FM. You can also listen to us online at 883wppb.org. And we are always up for a donation. It is our fun drive week. So please support listener supported public radio. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Sundays on the East End. This is Bridget Leroy. And Alex Oclow. <laughs> and uh, we're here with Sibylla Van Kempen right. from the Bridgehampton <laughs> Inn and Restaurant. Yeah. Loves and Fishes, the uh, cook shop and the, and the store, the right. food store. Yes. Author of books, including the most recent Look and uh, how many How many books yeah. have you authored? I've co-authored two, so I authored one and, and co-authored another. And, and yes. now you have a third but one. But then that I you're helped working? mom with all of her books as well. As, yeah. as, and as, I helped my I mom think, yes. with the books yes. as well. Right, so I'm let's sure. talk about that we a little bit. Both, both of your moms collaborated on some cookbooks. Yes, yes. yes. Is there, is there like, and Vicious Cookbook and the and country, is there a key country weekend to like writing a good cookbook? Or well, you have to have a, a concept. You have to have a message. Right. You have to have a strong message. Right. That's what they say is that everyone has a story inside of them. I think you have to focus on that and think about what your message is. 
and that's the drive behind a book. Yeah, and I was yes. one of the copy editors. I mean, looking at the the as was I. Yeah, yeah, I know we did yes. that together. And testing so recipes. Yeah, it was wonderful. And our wonderful. family tasting all those things. They weren't always perfect right away. But. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about our mothers. And, you know, my mom is still with us. Your mom, yes. unfortunately, is not. Right. And um, unfortunately, she met with a very tragic end. Untimely, yes. Untimely, tragic end yes. right here in Bridgehampton. Yes. Um, yes. Crossing. Should have been avoided. Should right. never like have five, happened. Five o'clock, sunlight. It was about 7.30. She had oh, come okay. off the jitney. Yeah, it was dusk. Um, in the fall, it was October just, 5th. It was a Monday. Yes. Just hit by a driver. Yes. And this yes. was how long ago now? Um, like it will be years? four years. Yes. Wow. Oh, what a tragic loss. Yes. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, her for yeah. sure. Yes. Do you ever feel her like when you do certain things? Oh do you my feel gosh, her all the time. Yes. Do, do you go to Oakland Cemetery and just all ha- hang time. out? So do I with my yes. papa. And I always say hi to your mom and dad. Yes, that's uh, great. And, and Morty Gorowitz is also there. I don't know who, I always say his yes. name and I don't know who that is. But yes. I, like, I feel like, you know, like Shari Pards where my brother and my, my father are like, we're, we're left out over at the Jewish cemetery. They wouldn't let my dad in the Jewish cemetery. Really? Yeah, like I, we tried. And they won't let us in probably because we have tattoos. Well, you know, if I keep getting tattoos, maybe they won't let me into synagogue also. <laughs> yeah, get lucky. <laughs> That's a whole uh, other topic. Anyway, right. let's get segue, back to that talking one. Yeah. about family and your mom right. and your sons are working with you. They obviously. are. And that's just amazing. They are. They are. Yes, I think you should never twist your the arms of your children to make them do things let them come to it on their own and that's exactly what happened yeah. so when they were little they helped green bean, green beans and all kinds of simple things the magic of blanching vegetables by the way yeah. so Which you I could do that you yeah. could do that at home anybody could do a little ice a little ice water keeps them crunchy and, and flavorful i have no idea right. why alec is a really good cook i like to go over to his house i didn't call you a chef but i do like to like come over when you're playing around in the kitchen yeah no i love part of the awesome. attractiveness of being a writer is every day i get to cook and so it's um, you know it's part of the writing day for me so i love to cook but i've never went yes. to school for it what i would do though much like at at Lowe's, is I would just look at the dishes and think what I liked about them and what it, and I, how can I mimic that and what right. and what then what would I do to make it my own and stuff. Have so you I, ever tried to make the chicken curry? I've never tried to make that. Uh, I that to me there's like magic in that. So the I, secret. Salad. Oh, go ahead. Well, the secret. Of the chicken curry. Oh. No, it's not, <laughs> there is mayonnaise in it, but it's not the secret. No, it's the amount of curry in there. You cannot believe. Yeah, it's, a huge amount. It's over a cup. It's like a wow. cup and three quarters. It's almost two cups of curry in a recipe. Oh, yes. my gosh. That is, is a incredible. lot. You can't imagine that. You're just thinking that, that know, can't Georgia, be possible. Georgia, but it is. who was like Miss Picky Eater when she was a baby, oh. like that's was she, and that was one of her first. And the ziti salad. One of her first sayings was pata, pata, pata salad. Oh. Pata salad, which was the pasta salad from Loaves and Fishes. That's adorable. And honest chicken salad. Yeah. Honest chicken salad. And, and I happen to know, Alex, that your day. mother adores our baguettes. Oh, she does. No, no, she, she does not I could come see her out. walking a mile away. She's gone walking for a baguette. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> talk about the restaurant now, because we, we were talking a little bit, because I've also had an inn in a restaurant. There is a, a belief sometimes that the restaurant is only for in guests do you feel that oh, that no. hurts or hin- did that uh, yeah, at I the do, beginning i do believe that that yes at first people did think that um but i think we're starting to get the message out there after five years that how many yes. how many rooms do you have we have 12 rooms yes and it's what we call a 50 seat restaurant but it's 50 seats inside 50 seats outside so 
Oh, so uh, you got a hundred seat restaurant. Yeah, so in the summer, we're really quite busy. And you just do dinner. You're not doing lunch. Right. Are you thinking about we lunch? We do breakfast. You do breakfast for the we guests, do, right? No, we do breakfast to the public. Are you kidding me? No. I didn't know that. No, From gonna, 8 to 10.30, we out. do breakfast every single day to the public. Yes. It's well, fabulous. That's where we're going to meet next time. Absolutely. Yeah. One of our breakfast talks. So what's your perfect meal? Like for you, what do you, like if you were making a meal for yourself, or a dinner party, let's say. Yeah. What would be your perfect dinner party? Well, that's menu. different than your perfect menu. Well, I know, but I'm. Yes. Well, my perfect meal for myself is an egg. Is always my perfect meal. <laughs> okay, so that's and not for the dinner party. Here's yeah. an egg now. Screw off. That's a go <laughs> No, no. What, what's your? What well, you dinner parties. I think said? keep it simple. Just yeah. keep it simple. Well, one of my things I always say, my friends always laugh at me because they break this rule all the time, is don't make a new recipe when you're entertaining. Right. You know right. what? Because I, it's years so ago, stressful and you have no idea. When I was living in California. If this actually works or not. Right, right. Somebody invited me and my, my ex over, over for uh, dinner. And as they're serving the food, they're like, I'm, I've always wanted to make asobuco. <laughs> I've made it, and it was like, wow. Was it awful? Was it be, was it like raw? It was one of those things where you just can taste the chewing of it because you're know. like, this is like, you know. <laughs> See, so. I used to have dinner parties at my house every Thursday. I called them cabin fever parties when I lived in Amagansett, and I made the same thing. I couldn't invite the same people because I made the same thing every week. I made a filet mignon. I love it. Um, a pasta with That's a kind a of solution. herb sauce, like a homemade pesto, Definitely. and a salad, and like a brownie. Like a big sheet brownie, right. and that was it. Kept and it who wouldn't love simple. that every week? Yeah, yes, right. Exactly. But what is your like? If your dinner party, like if you were having eight friends over, what would you your well, ideal I, cook? I think that thing? I think that a roast rotisserie chicken or a roast chicken is always mm. so welcome. I think a very simple. I love to cook a chicken in a pot, or two chickens. I have a hard time cooking just one. And I use Dude, a La Crusade casserole. Two chickens in a pot. Two chickens in every pot. garage in your car. Downstairs at Danny's all And a bottle of wine per chicken. <laughs> so you take two bottles of wine, two chickens. So you sear the chicken. Right. Put it you get, in. get the chicken drunk. Yeah. You have yeah. shallots they won't know what hit and whatever flavoring you want, either with a fruit or apricots and onions, and of course, and mushrooms. Mm. And then, of course, um, herbs. So herbs de Provence or choose one herb fresh thyme and then two bottles of wine just pour that over it and put the lid on and you're good to go it's you're like the go. most amazing meal and the always. meal is so tender the meat yes. right yeah oh, that's amazing try to use iacona chickens if you can if you're in the area but um find a good chicken that's the key again back to that key ingredient you know the integrity of your ingredients Right. Is the success of your dish? Where is Iacona? It's in Amagansett. No, it's in no, East, East Hampton. East Hampton. It's on Long Lane. On Long Lane, okay. near the high school. Yeah. So hear the screaming of the children and the screaming of the chickens. No, I'm kidding. Not really. Chickens cost less to educate. <laughs> Not really, oh because they have very small brains. <laughs> uh, anyway, so tell me about Kyle being your mixologist. What kind of? Uh, well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. That happened. Kyle was. Has always been cooking and he's always been traveling. He's an avid traveler. He went to Ross School and they traveled a lot and still do, I think. Sure, the M-term. Every Thanksgiving, yes, and every Thanksgiving they would take a trip. So I think for four or five years, we didn't see him for Thanksgiving. Right. Um, India, China, Peru. Wow. Yes, he loved it. And every time he came back, he brought food ideas with him and the effect that the culture had on him. And he would start cooking. So as a family, we always take turns cooking anyway, 
Everybody has to take a turn cooking. The children that come and work for us, my nieces and nephews in the summer, the deal is you have to work and you have to cook at least once a week. So you have you mean to like help one meal feed for the everybody. Family, exactly. Not for the no, no, no. For the family. At home. Right. Yeah. So That's they come so home wonderful. at a long day work and they have to eat. So yeah, so they you have are to a find hard that taskmaster. Yes, no, but well, like on I'm always teaching that, though. though. Then they go that, back yeah. home and yeah. they cook for their family. That is amazing. Yes, they say, "Hey, mom, look what I learned," which is great. And I teach them how to do their laundry. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real camp. We so, call it Camp America. So, but he he but he's, he's taking it to yeah, but he's taking it into the liquid area. Yes, and he's quite a mixed master, I have to say. Kyle, in the last four years, has created 300-plus cocktails. Like, what are some of the more kind of outrageous, cool ones? Oh, I, I think you have to have him on the show. <laughs> and then you could venture into that whole but world. I imagine he uses fresh herbs. Everything, and, like, everything. Everything fresh. He, he always includes and he a creates chicken his with every own bottle of wine. Oh, no, no chickens. No, no chickens no in chickens, the drinks. Right. But if you buy the cookbook, the yeah. Bridgehampton Inn yeah. cookbook, have yeah. some of the recipes. you will see the way that he creates his cocktails. The the amount of time and thought put into the infusions and the balance of the ingredients. It's fascinating. And we, if you don't want to make cocktails and you want to have cocktails, come to the inn. We open at 5.30. We're open seven nights a week. Wow. And Kyle will be there. Round? Are you open year-round? We open year-round. We actually close in January, but um, all the rest of the time, yes. That's amazing. So, I, just, I feel like... Yes. I missed out on something. I think something. you've been missing something. I really have. Yes. yes. I only so moved this back is here like call to action. I only moved here. back here nine years ago, so cut <laughs> <laughs> me a little slack. Uh, anyway, we're going to take another break, but when we come back, I want to talk about the future and your new project, your new book project, right? And the evolution of where, because you talked about the trends. I want to yes. know what trends are coming down the road that you see. Yes. I'm so sick of freaking tuna tartare towers. Please tell me that that's like almost a thing that's gone. Because I'll keep eating them. I want to be trendy. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to us here on Sundays on the East End. I'm Bridget Leroy. I am Alex Sokolow. We're coming to you from Ellen W. Market, which is also on Main Street, Bridgehampton. And you can listen to us on WPPB, Long Island's only NPR station. Please make a donation online saying it again because it is fun drive week no bucks no buck rogers that's right and uh, no bucks no radio station so you can do that at 883wppb.org we will be right back We're back, Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sacco <laughs> eating. A guy with a sweet, what is it, sea salt and vinegar chip in your mouth. We're here at Ellen W. Market Sundays on the East End. And we're here with our guest, Sibylla Van Kempen from the Bridgehampton Inn and Restaurant. We're talking, what were we just talking about, literally, during the break? Um, we're talking about trends of food. Oh, and, we're talking about small and, catered and, meals. And also moving forward. Yeah, small, well, ca small catered meals seem to be like very in right now. We just had one, the Independent just sponsored one with simple vodka um, and, and Pollock potato. Patel was our um, chef, and and apparently this has been going on for a long time. I'm yes. just so out of the loop. Yes. Well, I think at this time of year, too, the last thing you want to do is wait for a table or wait in line somewhere. And I think people love their homes. They're enjoying so, their homes. So and outdoor you, dining is so, so easy. So does the Bridgehampton Inn do the home catered? 
meal? We do not, no. Oh, okay. But Loaves and Fishes does. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. So it's in the umbrella then. It is in the umbrella. Lovesandfishes.us, the family umbrella. Um, yes. But what we were talking about, though, is, the, uh, is that the inn kind of feels like... Yes. A small catered meal because it's only yes. a 50 seat restaurant yes, and correct. 50 seats outside. Correct, that's a good point. And we do a lot of family tables, a lot of large tables 10, 15, 20 people. Because you have the table for the evening, that's it feels say, like your dining room. You're not rushed. Right, we have not, the you're patio not to in do the, the garden. Right. Yes, we have a couple of locations in the restaurant that are more private and give you the opportunity to enjoy romance. the garden. I've, I've, yes, been, yes, exactly. I've been in a couple of evenings in, in those rooms, and um, it's like time stops. Like yes. you're just in, and it's you feel everybody a little bit more. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, the garden in the summer, the fireplaces in the winter and fall, it's just charming. I mean, this building, 1795, my father restored it. It's just beautiful. It's just family. Yes. yes, My dad said, um, and we've said this on the show before, my dad, if you look up my dad, the one big quote was that um, the restaurant is the only theater where you use all five senses because it includes taste and smell. Now that mum and chance is not active. (laughs) I don't think you could taste. I don't think you were allowed to lick mum and chance. Lick lick the toilet paper? Oh, the the uh, three alarm chili is coming. Yes, there we go. That's <laughs> what that was, right on yep. cue. <laughs> but um, but but you do create. I mean, I know that you had the gardens and they're beautiful. Yes. So there, it is a, a well. We renovated about five years ago and four to five years ago, and it made a huge difference. Renovated the whole property, added six more rooms, moved my cookware shop from Main Street in Bridgehampton to further down Main Street. Right. right. And it was the best move we ever made. How do you all right, so? How do you how do you curate your cook shop? Like there's so many interesting yes, items. Yes. And it does seem like there's a real philosophy to all yes, the items. Yes. So well, you, craft again, integrity, integrity in the product. So wholesome, beautiful, well made, honestly sourced. Stuff like lemons honest, and placemats, and there's wooden carving yes. boards, and there's porcelain I'm not what do you call it? ceramics beautiful which I Japanese at knives yeah just beautiful really Simon stuff. Pierce glassware so oh, curation Pierce. is American we have a huge emphasis on American made products and also European made products I'm sorry I was just gonna say the chef at the New London Inn Jared Rockwell is yeah. now the general manager and chef head chef at Simon Pierce oh yeah so we love Simon funny. Pierce so yeah we have a whole wall of crystal and glass and uh, a huge part of it is Simon Pierce. They're, they're constantly growing. And so, so how how do you fit everything into one day? I mean, like you 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 you're running retail, you're running um, right. service business, you're running yes. an inn, you're running hospitality. hospitality. Lots of good help. Lots of good help. A little bit right, of family, so but that's I, really our our family is the extended family. Everybody is in our family. And, and let's talk about this because yes. this has always been interesting to me. Is because we do live in a seasonal place where so yes. many more people show up for three or four months of the year. How do you find that help? How do you train that help? How do you retain that help help when you need to? Well, our basic staff is so competent. Most of them have been with me for over 10 years at the food store, over 20 years. Wow. So the rest of the time, they're productive, but not up to full productivity. So when they get to the summer months, it's really full productivity. and they It's go time. And they need a little bit of assistance from somebody who's prepping for them and pushing the products out. 
But in general, and even in the cook shop, the girls have worked for me for years and years, and they know how to service a customer. So we don't need more help in the summer. They just are more thoroughly engaged in the summer. Right. And, and when did I you keep come up with the idea of, of the FaceTime shopping? Where did, that's a, the kind of amazing well, when use I first of saw FaceTime, Well, it's a long, it's a very old concept. So when we were kids, I think we all looked at a telephone, and at some point on television, we saw them talking on a, on a set where there was a picture. Right. And I remember seeing that on television in sort of a makeup pretend scenario. And I thought, well, that's brilliant. Yeah, 2001 Space Odyssey. That was, that. Uh, that that was, was, I have to say that I was probably a teenager at that time when I saw yeah. that. And that was just emblazoned in my brain. So when FaceTime first was invented, I looked at it and I thought, well, this is brilliant. Now, so people can walk around the store, well, cyber we walk tried around the store. The, yes, we tried the online shopping, but we are so personable in our service. And our products that we sell are so unique and one of a kind and individual that they really require a little bit of a more visual content. I, if I you would, see I, it on a flat screen, right. um, shopping online, it just doesn't do justice to the I product. I would also say, though, having the relationship with somebody that's helping you yes. is a big, big new element. It's your go-to thing. Mm -hmm. It's your go-to person. I need a gift. You can it's be like with the concierge services of yesterday. I mean, you used to pull up to a gas station. There was no self-pump and someone would wash your windows or, yes. or you'd go shopping at Bloomingdale's yes. or Lord & Taylor yes. and you would have a shopper with you. I think and the quality of the experience is what makes it enjoyable. We all work hard for our money. We all spend our money. You can only spend it once. Why not spend it where it's thoughtful and enjoyable and meaningful and with a little help? And yeah. uh, to, I think to have that go-to person is really, it makes everyone's life so much easier. Yeah, so, you, so yeah, you've built this incredible team. Yes. You've got this historical building. Yes. You, you create almost every day this theater of the five senses. Yes. And you give people memories. And I hope you've, so. And you've also been on top of the trends. We started off talking about trends, and then we have the FaceTime shopping. What other trends do you see coming down the road, either in dining or hospitality or retail? Right. What, what do you see? I think what the biggest trend is what everybody's feeling and living, and that is more vegetables, less meat. I think the balance of what we're consuming. And I was wondering if that was a euphemism. <laughs> like, no, no. You know, like more green and less, I don't know. There's been like a 300% increase in, in vegetable-based meat substitutes in the last three or four years. Yes, so. yes. I just think the, the, cha the shift in the portion size and the balance of the portions. So now it used to be a veg, uh, grain, and meat, and they were all equal portions. Now it's a veg uh, or two veggies usually, mm -hmm. and if a grain or maybe not. Right. And then no. a little bit, a fraction of a meat or a meat mixed in with something or no meat at all. Right. Yes. That's yeah. like That's meatless great. Mondays and almonds, you know. Right, right, right. exactly. <laughs> Which is great because we're sponsored by Ellen W. Right, Market. right. I'm sitting and here almonds. thinking right. of almonds. So yeah, yeah, that was just, yes, yeah, that's a thing and too. And so, you're, let's go back to your new, your new book, your yes. new project. So, what yeah. is the, yeah, the new thrust project. of this? New oh, the book. new project. Yes. Yeah, so, the one I just started shooting. Shooting. Okay. Yes. So it's not a book, unless you like to shoot books. No, it is. A <laughs> It is yeah, a, practice. yes, as in a photo shoot. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. With okay. the, the family at uh, the Green Thumb. So what we're doing, the focus is it will be featuring the ingredients that are available every month in our community. Oh, wow. Where they're coming from, 
who's making cheese, who is milking the That's cows. That's a loaded term. Yeah, who's making cheese? Who's making cheese today? <laughs> <laughs> who's yeah, milking the cows? Stacks the cheese, yo. Uh, <laughs> No, but that's a great idea. And also, yes. like, what's in season? Like, you know, mushrooms and the whatever. Yes. So and it's all about spring. embracing what we're doing and bringing the message all together. So we know that there are farmers markets. We know that we have amazing farmers. We know of people that are doing craft. They're, they're creating salt in Montauk. There's just all of these fabulous products. I want to get to know these people. I want to see what they're doing. And I want to use their products in the kitchen. And we want to share recipes about it. And that's, it's going so it's to like be. So it's like a seasonal, like a month by month It will be a month a by month book. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Eventually there will be 12 books of loaves and fishes. Oh, wow. Yes. You're going to do a book, like you're going to do a January book. Every month. Every month. What do you, yeah. what, what is available in January? I mean, it's like Brussels sprouts. Salt from Montauk. Salt yeah. and Brussels sprouts. Well, salt and Brussels sprouts on everything. from the Ludlow's. The winter. Milk and goat cheese from the Good Ale Farm. Their chickens give all year long. We can get eggs from them. Wow. Um, Sutter Farm has greenhouses. They are supplying the restaurants in New York all year long. That's true. I think there's so much that we don't know about that's happening in these little micro communities, and they're all supporting each other. But let's pull this all together into a message. I think it would be very exciting, a message that everyone will be interested in knowing more about. That's amazing. Yes. You you're, you speak so well on the radio yeah. <laughs> that I kind of like. We're both like speechless afterwards. No, I'm just I'm just enjoying I'm enjoying the idea of being part of a conversation or, or being part of a, a community. In in and I'll go to the Eastern Long Island stuff, but in in the idea that there's a a way to live, there's a way to do everything you want to do, and there's a way to share it with your friends and family, yes. and that's a wonderful quote-unquote brand for eastern long island that's like yes. a yes. It is what because you know i mean we're, we're in this moment it's a lot of people out here yes. well everybody's out here trying to do some version of that yes you know yes and yes. the people who live out here are, are so supportive of each other i mean someone you know yes. someone's house burns down or someone you know meets with some kind of accident and they need medical right. care i mean the the right. community just rallies yes. and you know a we're lot like of the it is amish what? We're like the Amish. The Amish rally. We could raise yeah, a barn. Raise a barn. You raise a barn. Well, they raise money a lot out here, but but that's good. I mean, in, in small ways, too. I'm not talking about the big gala events. I'm really talking about families that need help. Support each other, yeah, really. It's a community. Yes, it and is. it's quite a large community. And no one steps in faster than musicians and farmers. You know, when, when people need something, it's the right. cater, like the caterers or the food people. And the live musicians out here. Well, farmers right are up. really can-do people. They are yeah. so can-do. It's yeah. amazing. They yeah. like to get their hands dirty. So there's another project. Yeah. What is that? that another. Is, I just purchased the land next to the inn. What? Yes. Wait, are what? we breaking news here? So. What? What? What is? Uh, what are you going to do with it? There's. Uh, it's an acre and a third, and it fronts on Butter Lane and the highway. It's the last corner in the town that's available. So I have a very exciting project. I can't actually share it with you yet. Of course not. No. But that is exciting. But there will be a culinary and educational component. So excited. Which is super exciting. Yes. I and mean, that goes right back. I mean, to my yeah. mom, I what don't want to go. What else would I be doing? I don't want to yes. go. I was 14. Don't make me go to these classes. And then I learned so much. Right. It was, and their this life will be skills. a different kind of culinary experience. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Yes. So do you have a website? Yes, lovesandfishes.us. 
It is loavesandfishes.us. It is loavesandfishes.us. That is our family website, and all our locations live there. So you can shop books. You can see the cook shop. You can FaceTime shop. You can see the rooms. And, and I would say to yes. everybody that's listening that, that uh, are, will come out to the East End or, or are on the East End, stop by. You know, stop by. Yes. Check it out for yourself. You see why we're gushing so much. It's it's unique. Um, yeah. The uh, spell that you're able come to cast. Come to Bridgehampton. Yeah. Come to Sagaponic. Yes. We're just, we keep doing what we're doing. Yes. And sharing with the community. What is still the most popular food at Loaves and Fishes cooks, like the food shop? What's what goes the fastest? Oh, it's the sesame noodle salad. I love the sesame yeah. noodle salad. <laughs> so, all this talk about new stuff and vegetables. I like, know. Oh, give me some pasta. Yeah, yes. I want fast. some pasta. I want some I gluten want some, and sesame seeds wheat between my teeth. And eggs and milk. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Right, right. So that's still one of the favorites. And of course, the broccoli salad. Oh, oh the yeah. broccoli, the broccoli salad. salad. Oh my god, that's so good. Almost everyone takes With you know a, a medium bucket of all the other salads, and then they take a one or two full buckets of the broccoli salad. And what's wonderful about that, another secret, is that it's not cooked at all. We don't blanch it or anything. It's completely raw. Well, I, you have a it's secret with, there. With, with, it is with so lemon? Or how, how do you get it? With like the vinaigrette. Yeah, the vinaigrette. Yeah, the vinaigrette. Like, yeah, so so the like, vinegar actually, so to speak, cooks Yeah, like a ceviche, right? right? That's amazing. Yes, yes, don't be ridiculous. Lots of oh. secrets here on the show. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this has been just wonderful. Sibylla, it's been so great to see you again. Thank you. Great and catching up yeah. with both of you. Yeah. So many years between us. In and restaurant, a historic landmark on Main Street, Bridgehampton. Thank you. 25 the years. Big orange of red, the big orange sign. Yeah. The right. big orange circle. Kind of across yeah. from Candy Chick, Candy Chicken, Candy yeah. Kitchen. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, uh, and you have a new book out, the, the Look and Cook. Is that what it's called? Look and the Cook Bridgehampton Book? Inn Restaurant Look and Cookbook. Yes, and available on our website, loavesandfishes.us. That's great. Yes. And it's just or come in the store. Yeah, of come in the store. Or come, come to the food store or the cook shop. Or the restaurant, which right, is open seven right. nights a week now. Exactly. It's wonderful. Do you post your menus online? We do. Menu is online, yes. Okay. And the well, food store menus are, are online for two weeks. So two weeks, every two weeks running the menus. Are, we change the menu at the food store every single week we change the menu at the restaurant every single month oh, i don't wow. think there's anybody out here no, that's that so does bold. that yes that's so bold well we're ingredient driven and the ingredients change that's amazing so there you go that i am amazing. i am ingredient driven and right now my <laughs> stomach is saying eat food so you've listened to another episode of sundays on the east end with bridget Leroy and alex Sokolow. And we've been here with our guest, Sibylla Van Kempen, and it's been just wonderful. And you've yeah. just been in all the papers recently, getting a lot of press. It's with been the, fun. Yeah. It's really a ride. Yeah, no, it's, it's just really amazing. Fun. It's so Thanks wonderful to see you. It's really amazing. And uh, with our brilliant producer, Kyle Lynch, you're listening to us on WPPB. Please call or visit the website at 883wppb.org anytime to make a donation, but particularly this week, which is Fun Drive Week. We're coming to you from LNW Market on Main Street, Bridgehampton, and we will be back next week. Everybody have a good week. Chew your food. <laughs> be well and stay well. <laughs>